Oh, yeah, there we yeah. go. <laughs> a little bit of wasp. Yeah. Welcome back, Nation, to another episode of the Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. I'm Chris. I'm Greg. So good to be back. Yes. So good to be back. Are you ready, Chris? I'm ready. How was your Halloween? Halloween was good. Did you get scared? No. Has anybody died yet from that? I was, you know, I was. Yeah, we were hoping for that, right? I was like, you know, fentanyl's our best chance in decades, you know, to get something going. But yeah, I haven't heard of anything. I even asked the kids, you know, the interns. Hey, how much fentanyl did you guys eat? (laughs) Two pieces. They did. They, you know, they didn't. You know what? There was the, the eleven the eleven year old intern said, you know, I think I ate some, you know, it was a little bitter, so I gave it away to someone else. So I gave we'll it to my best happened. friend. <laughs> she used to be my best friend. You know, instead of instead of people dying, Chris, from fentanyl, they were having fights on the streets, man. It was the parades are messing people up, man. I don't know what you guys know about what's going on in your part of the world, but here in the greater Los Angeles metropolitan area. Apparently, people don't like each other. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, there was fights. There was um, costumes that were pissing people off or something, man. I don't know. offensive. I, I watched a story on um, one of the news outlets here, and it was like half the screen was blurred out because, you know, females going to these Halloween parties dressed like hoes, you know, so they're bending over trying to stop this fight. So it was like, blur out this, blur out this, blur out this. And you couldn't even see what was going on. It looked like a big blur. And they're showing this video, and I'm like... Yeah, see, I saw the same thing, man. It was a little wild out there, man. That's why I stay home. <laughs> my my home life is wild you, enough. I heard you were trying to dress like Greg. I was trying to dress like Greg. <laughs> Hawaiian shirt and shorts. You yeah, drew yeah. a goatee. On, a goatee yeah, on I, couldn't, I, I couldn't find enough gray hair dye. <laughs> so I just gave it up, dude. I couldn't find enough gray hair dye to be Greg. To be Greg. All right. All right, man, finish the business because I want to talk about wasp. Well, here we go, guys. At BigTalkCG.podcast on Instagram and on TikTok. BigTalkCG at gmail.com. Send us an email, guys. Yes. Good Lord. Will you guys send us some emails? I'm not begging. I'm commanding you. Wow. This is the last command. I like that. That was the last command. Hey guys, at Big Talk CG on Twitter. Want to get a hold of us? Elon is allowing you. Elon has ah. contacted me directly and said the Big Talk podcast is my number one priority on this platform. I fired everyone that was holding you back, and now the nation needs to come out and come forward and tweet at Big Talk CG, Elon Musk style. Bring it. I he, I talked to him, dude. Yeah, did you ask via him the, Twitter? Did you ask him the other question? What question? Where your vehicle was? I don't know what you're talking about, dude. Yeah, I, about. I I I don't know what you're talking about, but I will tell you this: he built a rocket ship. <laughs> <laughs> he is real life Flash Gordon. Ooh, he is a real life Flash. Flash. Ah. Although I don't know how. I don't even think he can. You can save skate. the universe. Wasn't Flash Gordon a uh, hockey player? Like ice hockey, like in the movie, he was ice hockey, right? Flash Gordon? No, I think no. he was, dude. Yeah. No. That's what he was. was he a football player? I don't know. Do you I'm going to say no. No, he was one of the two. Wasn't he a baseball player? No. First baseman? They no. got him Flash. No, no. Well, hopefully he didn't play for the Dodgers because they choke every year. <laughs> Except they, they won it one year. In, they're like the new age Atlanta Braves. <laughs> Win their division over and over again. Over and over. And never win a World Series. You suck. They won the-, Ooh, the Astros are tapping their leg. Okay. Well, but they're in it again. So, I mean, I'm sure they're not still doing it. They're just actually good players. So, maybe. No. They're tapping their leg. Let, 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 let's, let's sidetrack this for a second. All right. And let's just have an honest discussion for 30 seconds. All right. Yes, the Houston Astros cheated. Yes, they did what they did during the World Series. However, after that, 
They are going to be under so much scrutiny. They are not going to do it again. Yet they are in the playoffs and the World Series over and over and over again, which tells you a lot of things, including they have a good general manager, they have good ownership, they have a good manager, and they have really good players and a good clubhouse community and good culture. I'm going to agree with you. Okay. Unfortunately, yeah, they will always be branded as cheaters. Yeah. And that's unfortunate until... I would say probably another 10 years until all those players are gone, but there's still a couple of them. Ah, there you go. Yeah, right, huh? But the Dodgers do choke, just like the Braves. Sometimes, yeah. Um, My Mariners made it to the playoffs for the first time since 2000, I think, and one, 2002. All right. So I'm happy about that. They got knocked out, but, man, bright future. And that's all the sports talk you'll ever get out of us. I don't know, man. We can talk about football. We can talk about the Seahawks, too, if you want to. (laughs) I mean, me and, in case you guys didn't know, Greg's a Green Bay fan. I'm a Seahawks fan. And yes, anything within the last 20 years, it's been Seahawks and Green Bay or Green Bay and Seahawks together related. We have watched or experienced together um, playoff wins, playoff losses, Super Bowl wins by both of our teams. Yeah. Um, both Super Bowl losses, I know by my team, but I think by your team too. I'm not sure, but. We've been through the ups and downs together, but man, yeah. Yeah, I think We've before had, our friendship started, my yeah. Green Bay lost us. And, uh, hey, man, one team for life. Right? For life. There we go. For life. For life. There you go. All right, man. Let, let, you know, a couple of things I want to throw out to the nation Got right it. now. Um, you know, I just want to thank all you guys for listening each and every week on the podcast. You guys can catch us anywhere including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Samsung, Google. I mean, anywhere you guys want to listen to us. It's yeah, it's it's everywhere. Um, and, um, on our Instagram page, I got a link to our uh, link tree. Um, Killer. We're going to have some stickers coming out. They got our QR code. You know, people can get onto our link tree and find where they can listen to us, get to our Instagram, get to our Twitter, get to our TikTok, all that kind of stuff. So all that stuff's coming. And by the time you hear this, it may already be in your face. <laughs> we'll see. Um, Maybe you know, in your grubby little yeah, hands. That's why you guys got it. You know, I mean, we, we, me and Greg, unfortunately, you know, with our schedules, we can't get together and record every day the episode comes out. So, you know, we have to do a little bit ahead of time. We got to get ahead of stuff. Um, so we wish we, we wish we were millionaires and we could just get together every Tuesday. For lunch. In the morning <laughs> and record and release an episode. But so some of the stuff, you know, we're talking about right now, we might be a little bit behind, but. I'm going to tell you this right now. You guys can always keep current on all of our social media there you go. platforms. Enough of that. Enough of that. Let's talk about Wasp. I love it, man. Let's talk about Wasp. A band. Right. Man, that's, that's you know, I, I wasn't, I really was not, um, I didn't listen to this band a lot when they came out in the 80s, you know, uh, early 80s, 83, 84, 85, 86, mm-hmm. you know, when they, when they were first coming out of the first albums. I was a little bit young, but I know that you maybe experienced that more than I did. Yeah, I did. I um I was really excited to bring um this topic up to Chris, and he kind of did his mm, fine. I'll give it a shot because he said he knew the hits, but didn't know a lot of the deep cuts or a lot of the, the albums. And I wasn't trying to make him to hear all how many albums do they have now, like twelve or thirteen albums released. But I was just wanted to go the first two because usually the eighties or the first two or three albums are are usually our bread and butter. We'll get out there and we'll listen. And, uh, you know, preparing me and Chris were like, I was really, really happy that he said, you know what? These, this band was really better than I thought it would. It really was. Oh, yeah, and I was dude. very happy to hear that, man, because I, I enjoyed Wasp. Um, I don't think I've ever seen him live, but I was really excited to uh, bring this topic up also because the band right now is doing a 40th anniversary and they're hitting, they just, um, Hit the states along with our my one of my favorite bands, which we'll get into in the future, Armored Saint, and they're hitting across America, and I'm they're starting off of the West Coast, they're heading off to the East, and they're going a little up north, a little south, and then ending their show over here in uh, Los Angeles at the Wiltern, probably towards the end of December. So really excited about it, and I was like I said, I was totally happy and excited to um, do this um, episode with Chris talking about the first two albums of Wasp. Um, Let's get into it, man. This is, this is, well, uh, you know, I, let me say something quick, you know, just to kind of reiterate, well, you know, actually, you know, let's go ahead and go in, let's go in, let's go in. Um, we can listen to some wasps. Let's talk about their first album. All right. Um, 
Let's go ahead and talk about their first album, their WASP, self-titled. When was this released? 84? Yes, 84. August 17th, 1984. This uh, this song right here, um, Animal, Fuck Like a Beast, yeah, was not on the original release. Yes. I'm sure Greg knows all about this. Um, do you want to talk about it? Or you want me to talk about it? Either way. No. Uh, you know what? So the record company said they wanted to put the album more on a mass release. And they said not to put this song on there. But they, what they did is, is they had a little seven-inch single. And that's what really got their steam mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. on this kind of stuff. So they may not have... It's one of those things where people say, oh, my God, this is a crazy song. But it's on a single, so people would have to go out and spend four, four or five, you know, dollars to get just a single, just to hear this kind of stuff, you know. But it, it, I, I have to tell, I told, I was talking about Chris, and I said, you know what? I really didn't listen to the song that much back in the day. It, you know, it was kind of crazy. On the album cover, it shows Blackie with a cod piece with a, a, a saw blade in his crotch. And all bloody and said, you know, I fucked like a beast. And it was kind of crazy. Um, but this is a really good, straightforward rock song. I mean, it's really catchy. It's, it's some good it's stuff. The imagery yeah. and everything that was blown up about it does not, um, it doesn't reflect what really the song, I mean, yes, the song is about sex. The yeah. song is about, I like to have sex and I do it like an animal. I fuck like a beast. That's what it is. Yes. But it's not like visually graphic descriptive kind of thing. And they really made it sound like, oh my God, you can never. No. Yeah. This is actually a really catchy rock song and it's really good. Yeah. Yeah, A lot, like a lot of these songs. And I was so pleasantly surprised. I was so happy Greg brought this band uh, as a a topic that he wanted to do for one of our episodes. Wow, I, I couldn't have been happier, dude. And right when I pushed play, I was like, oh my God, dude, I got to get on the internet. I got to find out what's going on with this band. This, yeah, like Greg had said, uh, I think it was EMI was the first people they signed Capital. with. Uh, they couldn't, they would not release the album with yeah. the single on it. So they went independent, released a seven inch single, and they released the album without it. Re released, I think, in 2007 or so. Yeah. Um, had the uh, had this song on it, man. It's Great. Yeah, that I, time they had it on. I there. love it. It's a, it's a great song. I got no problem with it, especially with the shit that's out today, dude. Exactly. And this is good stuff. Remember, this was this is how the PMRC got um, became on the radar. Became there became on uh, Wasp became on their radar for that kind of stuff. And just listen, if you go back and listen to our episode eleven and twelve about music censorship, we talk about the filthy the filthy fifteen. Yes. And this song is on there and also me and Chris do talk about each song and some of that. Go back and oh, see yeah, that. Oh yeah, dude. Those are great episodes, dude. Yeah. Let's go. Wow, that one ran through. Let's go. <laughs> Number two. I wanna be somebody. This is my this is one of my favorite songs yeah. to these guys, man. And you know what, Chris? It's definitely a positive yes, it is. song. Uh, it's Blackie was talking about I want people, not just myself, to go if you have a passion, to go do it. And that's what it came out. I want to be somebody. I, Blackie, want to be somebody. But also, you as a listener, if you want to be somebody, don't let anybody kill your dreams. And I thought, wow, that's a great inspirational song. Even though it's not too inspirational, but it's a good rock song. It's not just positive for himself. It's it's, it's like, I want to be somebody. This is also take this. You want to be somebody. And it's kind of funny, you know, a lot of times I was watching, you know, we really get in depth on our research, and this was the music video that really kind of was our first one. It was our yeah. first big one. It was our first kind of hit, I guess. Um, so whenever they were talking about Wasp and how they were bad for you and bad for your kids, this was the video they were showing. But the song that goes with the video is it's positive. It's like, hey, if you want to do something, go for it. Yeah. If you want to be somebody, be somebody. But that's what we always talked about. The music censorship is eye of the beholder. So I could present something that looks this, but the message behind it is totally once again, Tipper Gore's a pervert. Yeah, she's Fuck the one that perverts all. Of she's the one that sees it in a twisted, perverted way. Always have, always will. Let's go to track three. Hello, Ve. Yeah, I fell in. Hello. <laughs> VE with this song. This is one yeah. of my favorite songs 
that I listened to when getting ready for this show, I just was like, wow, dude. This, there's a lot of songs I, I really maybe heard cursory. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't think I'd ever heard this song. And when I heard it, I was like, dude, this is a, dude these guys are really are good. Blackie yeah. Lawless can write really good, good songs. Yeah. Really good songs. You know what? I, I put Blackie with, um, we talk about rock musicians um, being really smart, like Dee Schneider. Like Corey Taylor from Slipknot, um, just like these guys who, you know, are um, they talk about them on their lyrics how they're not just uh, singers; they're also smart guys that read books and know how to say words and you know big words and and the meaning behind them and stuff. Well, let's be honest with each other, dude. If you are going to be, a, a, I've never met somebody. I don't know a lot of people that are in bands. I don't know a lot of people that are writing music. I do know some people that do write music, have been in bands, come up through different decades, may even compose, whatever. These are some of the smartest people that I've met. Very thoughtful in their way of thinking about things and looking like through the, like they won't just look at something and go, oh, it's like that. But no, they'll look at every the whole like surface, like look all the way through it. They don't just take <laughs> it for like they don't judge it by its cover. They hey, really get look through it in, in, a, in let, anything. Let me tell you a fun joke about this song, right? So when I first heard this in the eighties, um, mid eighties, um, I always thought when it says L O V E, I thought it was Hello Vicky, and I, it did it, it to me. I would sing it in my head. I just sing it right now. Hello, Vicky. <laughs> it just made me laugh. I, I know they're not singing Hello, Vicky. I would sing it. And then it goes L-O-V-E. Well, maybe you could do a little. Maybe, maybe you could do a little weird all of it. You know? Right? I'd do something like that, dude. That was one of the funny things I would do when I was a younger uh, a teenager about this kind of song. Blackie's still good, dude. It's still fun. You were, what, what year was that? Are we, I don't know. I gotta make you do math. Eighty-five. <laughs> it says it was released in eighty-four. So you, can, you, can, you can only get so many Fs before you just are like kicked out of the school. I never kicked out. Always. Um, this that's is Chris solo, Holmes dude. right there, dude. He's killing it right here. Let's listen. That's killer shit. Yeah. Yeah, dude, this song is yeah. a killer, dude. Let's move on to the All next right, song. Here we go. The Flame. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, the the two the two hits from the radio were I Want to Be Somebody and Love Machine. The Flame comes on, and it's just rocking, dude. It's I'm a, a good song that uh, just keeps I on I knew giving. that I Want to Be Somebody was, was one of their singles, but when I listened to this, I didn't know what was other things they released. And when I listened to it... I wouldn't have been able to pick which one because they have so many songs that I think are so good. And and I'm gonna I'm probably gonna say this 20 times today, 20 times in this episode. This band is vastly underrated. This Blackie Lawless is vastly underrated as a musician, a songwriter, an artist. What he his vision was, executing his vision. This is just I, I just can't say enough about this band Lost, dude. I was blown away. Yeah. Good fun Listen, stuff, man. dude, it's so good. Even, and I don't understand. And I've been trying to dig at what is it about them that turned so many people off and they weren't selling millions. Because none of their albums are platinum. They got some gold albums. Yeah, they got some them. gold albums, right? And and I don't know what it is. The only thing I can think of is image or, you know, they're, you know the, kind of the way they portrayed themselves. or the I don't know because their songs sound so good. There are a lot of ugly motherfuckers out there making good music that people love. Um, I mean, goddamn, Joe Cocker's got number one hit, dude, and he's not the best looking guy in the world. <laughs> How is this band in this era not having huge hits? These songs are so, These are so good, good, right? Almost every song has a sing along chorus. Right? Almost That's every a, song has a sing along chorus. Yeah, I, I want to say their first four albums. And we love. Sing, sing along, along choruses. choruses, yeah, more than anybody. This is our jam. 
Because if, if, if we were if we were seeing them in concert, we'd be the ones lifting our, our hands in the air, yelling and screaming, until the flame burns. Oh yeah, or like that kind of stuff. Heck yeah, dude. You want to bring me the next song? Cause yeah, man, I, this is a good song to the flame, dude. What is this? B A D. B A D. Love it, dude. You know what? It's fun. He had uh, a way of writing things. I don't want to say towards the darker side, but it really was, I want to say catchy. And the way he uses lyrics were a little, you know, different and stuff. Like that. You know, it I'm wasn't always bad. So you're thinking, are they talking about evil? I'm, gl- about I'm glad you brought that up because it seems like a lot of times on the surface, he liked to take the worst way something could be looked at and the darkest and the blackest. And that's the way he made it on the surface. And then you had to go past that to find how really good it was. Hey, oh, that's great, like that's, dude. That's kind of really what he did a lot. It's like, animal, fuck like a beast. Oh, my God, that's horrible. But the song is actually really good. Yeah, it's really catchy. <laughs> it's and really you're really like, wow, song, this, is, dude. this is a really catchy song. Why is this on the Because this is the word fuck? Beast? That's it. Because the album cover. I mean, a lot of their songs are sexual, dude, for yeah. sure. Yeah. What did he say, like, animal, fuck like a beast? He said... They, they asked him, how'd you write this song? He goes, I just put a video camera in my bedroom, <laughs> played it back, and made it rhyme. Yeah. That's how I came up the song, dude. One of the greatest yeah, things I've is, ever that, heard, dude. great. This is yeah. great right here. This is, this is cool, too, man. Good song chorus and stuff like that, man. Love it, man. All right, man. Let's move on to the next one. Of the United States of America. America. Greatest country in the world. Nobody's arguing. Good. Although I love all of our listeners around the world. world. I love all of you guys. So You know what? I I want to quick. Sorry, Greg. I'm going to interrupt you. Everybody that's listening to this episode right now, open up your email. Go to your email and send us an email right now. BigTalkCG at gmail.com. Say hello. Give us your name. Give us what country you're listening from. We will get back to you. Please do it. Sorry, I just energized. Dude, I just no, want to no, no, like talk to the nation. Dude, I just want to interact more and more. You know, we get some interactions with the nation. You know, we get some things going on. But, man, I want to talk like to that. all of you guys all over the world. Mexico, Colombia, Canada, Zimbabwe, South Korea. India, um, uh, Romania. South Africa, Romania, the UK, everywhere around the world. And I oh, know, yeah, the UK. And I know I'm leaving Australia. probably about 60 countries out of this. Japan. Man, New Caledonia. <laughs> New Caledonia. We love you. We love you. I want to hear from all of you guys. Reach out. We will We will definitely respond to you, and we will give you hey, well, we got hey, shout-outs on the, on, on the podcast, man, Friday for night. sure, man. We love you guys. I mean, we'd still be doing it, but it makes it even better knowing you guys are listening, for sure. So, going back to the song, Chris, it's called uh, School Days, and it it sounds like Blackie's kind of writing from a high school point of view. Oh, for sure. You know, talking about not like definitely school, li- don't want to be definitely here. He definitely listened to Alice Cooper. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right? It sounds like that one. So, this is a good song. It's fun. Good chorus. You know, sing along. Um, he knows his target audience, dude. Yeah. The... the, the the, the high school youth of America and, and probably Europe, I would say as well. But uh, yeah, this definitely is one of those angst songs. You know, school's out forever. Yeah. Uh, school days. I don't want to be here. I'm in a daze. I'm going through hell. I'm in a school of hell kind of thing. And, yeah. You know, the 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 words he uses can be so double meaning. It's like I'm in a school of hell. Oh, he's they're talking about hell, demon worship. No, he's talking about he doesn't want to be here. Yeah. It's like how are. What way are you going to look at it, Tipper? Is that like, you know, yeah. it's funny. It's but funny. you know what? Uh, uh, being in school still hasn't changed at all. Dude. No. I mean, teenagers of today are still feeling the way we did when we were in high school. I want to get out. I want to be here. I want to hang with my friends. I, I want to go to the malt shop. I want to eat, you know, that kind of stuff. You like how I said that. Huh? <laughs> the what? <laughs> the malt shop. The ice cream store. Come on, Chris. Fifties. I'm going to tell you this, dude. I haven't been to a malt shop in a long time, but sometimes you go to some places that have milkshakes and they like, if you want to add malt, 
It's like an extra buck or buck fifty. I will get a chocolate malt <laughs> milkshake every time. You got me with the malt. You know? Bring me to the next song. Let's go. This is the song you guys heard at the top yeah. of the show, Hellion. Yeah. And and you know, just to give you guys, you know, let you know, Blackie Lawless wrote all these songs except two songs he had a little co-writation. Um, the Flame, Chris Holmes, and Marquez co-wrote. And then on uh, the song Tormentor, which we haven't heard yet, Chris Holmes also co-wrote. Besides that, Blackie writing all these songs, everything about it. And he, I mean, in the career of this band, he played bass, he played guitar, he sang. I have no doubt he that, produced? He could, that he, yeah, he produced. Yeah, he produced. That, that he albums. was writing every. He's one of those guys. He, it's believable. Right. He wrote everything. For these right. Ozzy. <laughs> yeah, this is a this is a great song too within itself. But you know, don't forget, um, Pilecki started um, with Randy Piper in a, in a band called Sister. Yep. And then um, they decided to. Moved to an, uh, decided to disband that one. They started another band called Circus Circus before they decided to do Wasp. So they did a few bands together. Mm-hmm. Um, the first album is definitely um, Blackie Lawless, Randy Piper. They added uh, Chris Holmes as a second guitarist. Uh, Blackie went to bass, and then the drummer, the drummer's name, uh, Tony Richards, is the drummer. So they started yeah. off, man. These guys, these guys did great, man. They they rocked. Um, like I said, they were more known for their blood and guts. You know, oh yeah, dude, they were doing crazy shit in the early shows. Even before they got signed, they were doing yeah. crazy ass shit that yeah. people don't even do today. Yeah, they said they were throwing raw meat on there. Raw meat. They had like a, a torture rack where they would have a girl um, up on stage, topless, and they kind of I don't know what whipped her or just kind of made was it, it real like, or a mannequin? I thought it was a mannequin. No, there at some shows they had. Live girl. Hey, there you go. You know, I mean, maybe in between songs they put a mannequin. You know, maybe did like a Houdini. They put a cover and all. No naked women were injured during the filming of this concert. (laughs) (laughs) You know, these guys were were awesome, man. I go, I have to give it up to Chris Holmes because a lot of his solos, like we're listening to right now, are just killer. I mean, he wasn't a guitar god, but he could do some jams, man. This is just one of those things that he has, man. You want to bring me to the next song, Chris? Or you want to hold that? No, let's go. All right. Oh, okay, cool. Um, little mid tempo, yeah. mid tempo ballad. This is probably as balladish as you're gonna get from them, but this is mid tempo. Um, it, it, this is as slow as it's gonna get, my man. This is another really good song, dude. Right? This is another good. I mean, I want to be somebody. Love Machine, The Flame, B A D. I mean, at school days. The Hellion is, I mean, it's a good song. It's probably not something to go out on the radio. Then you got this one. This is another one that could probably be on the radio. So, I mean, The Hellion is a really good song. It's probably not radio friendly, if you know what I mean. You know know what I mean. So, we're talking almost all these songs are ready to go, dude. And I don't, that's why I wonder what was going on. Why wasn't this band being pushed to the top, dude? Yeah, this is also one of those songs that's heavy, but deep like he's not screaming and yelling but he's just singing about something you know and it's really good really good chorus you know and it has a, a um a feel to it which which is really good a tortured feeling like oh there you go a, a tortured feel to it yeah like uh, yeah you're sleeping in the fire you know things could be better but they're they're, they're worse and Oh, you want more? Yeah. And all these like wants and you, you're sleeping in the fire. Yearning and stuff like oh. that. Of people, yeah, dude, this is yeah, Blackie. Really good songwriting. You, you know really what? Good what I do have to say about Blackie that his voice is kind of a constant, like this. Yeah, but it, it, even his singing when he's trying to scream, it doesn't go like higher or doesn't go lower. He kind of keeps it all the same, and I like it. I, I think, do I too. Think it really works. So I love this song. He this doesn't too. use a lot of like A B C D range. It's yes. more of a. It sounds like this, and the volume ranges. Yeah. Where the where the notes I guess don't range as much. I don't know the technical speak for that, but it's like the same note louder and quieter. He's not going. Ooh, he's like yes. 
yes. the old time and just volume. Okay, that, yeah. that's a good way to explain. It. I like that, Chris. That's a good. One. That's the way we're gonna do it. All right, just give me the. This is a really good song, and I gotta tell you this, dude. Don't power ballads sometimes have just the best solos? Awesome. Yes, yes. I'm not gonna lie They're with you. They're so dude. like emotional. I'm, oh, I'm just like right now, like rocking back and forth. Right, jamming, dude. Just jamming to that. See, look at that, Chris Holmes, man. That was just fucking ripping, dude. That was dude. killer, dude. Now we'll go to the next song. Here we go. On your knees. Oh, what do you think this song's about? <laughs> well, you know, it double be, meanings all over the place, like it always is. Right? It could be sexual, or it could be on get on your knees and pray. I mean, there's just you, you can look at that way, right? Yeah. Could be a religious, could be like it could be kind of religious. Striper before striper was striper. Not really. <laughs> Wasps with stripes. Striper. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> you went off to left field, man. <laughs> but that was good. I like that. On your knees. Yeah, this it doesn't matter. This this song is another good catchy song. Love it. Man. Yeah, right. And I've been making the interns listen to this, all this stuff every day. I'm like, this is what we're doing our next episode about. Listen. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. Dad hated it. Sex and pain insane. They're really the same. It can be. Yeah. Man, it's great, dude. Yeah. I would love to say there's a double beat here, but this song is definitely sexual. Love it. Uh, it's right in their wheelhouse, but of course it's done in a catchy way and not explicit, a little covert. Yeah. You know, you like he, Blackie Laws will definitely could play with a play with words for sure. Let's go on. Tormentor. See, this one, there's, it sounds like chains. So they're they're gonna get on that torture rack and then hurt somebody. Oh yeah, dude. So this was, uh, because we're listening to the re-release. Yeah. So this is track 10, because we're going to add in track one, Animal. Um, man, this is, song is, is, is definitely killer. Yeah. yeah. It just kind of, you know, when I hear this song, it kind of is one of those songs where it talks about I'm, I'm, I'm doing these bad things. I'm a tormentor or you're being tormented. And you're, what point of view is this song being sung from? Yes. Right. Um, and, you know, that's just the way I see it, dude, because I can see it every time I hear it. I go, it sounds like he's singing like he's a tormentor. Oh, wait, now it sounds like somebody's singing about the tormentor. I don't know what's going on here. Yeah, what's going on? But you know what? It's killer. Yeah. Super duper killer. Love it. All right. Let's go. Bring it on with the next one. So what I thought was funny is they have Tormentor, and now this song is called The Torture Never Stops. So they're using torture again. That's why they were on that PMRC. They're torturing people. You know, the, it ain't hey, Tipper. We should go back to torturing people. <laughs> I got a few people I want to throw on the rack. Hey, there's no malarkey over here. <laughs> yeah, you get. But it's the malarkey. <laughs> it's the malarkey rack. You get thrown Whoa. on it, dude. There's no arguing. There's a, yeah. If you're gonna, I don't even want to get. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Take it easy, Joan Jet. Yeah. <laughs> Man, this song is another killer song. Not necessarily one I think could be a single, but definitely a really good song. Um, I don't think there was any really filler on this album. Like, I don't think so either, man. I think they, everything they was really, really good quality. They really had good. They really knew what they wanted to do on this debut album. Pull it out and stuff, man. Yeah. Like you said, it's a totally sing-along, catchy chorus that torture never stops. Um, yeah. It's good, great. Man. It's got a lot of like. S&M feel and vibes to it, very sexual, but then, you know, 
which point of view are you looking at each situation from? Are you the victim? Are you the victimizer? Do you like it? Do you hate it? There's a lot of different ways you can look at it. And that's what I think that, you know, what's so great about Blackie is he was so ambiguous in his songwriting. He really made you think, at least I did, think about the music like, what do I think? And I'm not an idiot to think it's this way. I'm like, well, it could be either way. You know, some people, like the PMRC, might be like, it only means this because that's what I heard. But I hear it in different ways. Yeah. That makes it even more complex, more enjoyable, makes it re-listenable over and over again. You know, it makes you able to be like, oh, I'm going to listen to it again because I think it might be this way. Oh, yo, 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 yo. you know, so that's made these albums even more enjoyable for me. Bring me to the next song. I want to bring a topic up to you. Show No Mercy. Now, th- now this is one of their first songs, too, and this was the B-side to I Fuck Like a Beast. Mm. If you didn't know that, Chris. Well, actually, the song is Animal Fuck Like a Beast. Not like, did you just say you fuck like a beast? That's what yeah. you just did. You said, that's the B-side to I Fuck Like a Beast. Animal. All right, fine. We're going to get a poll going. You got it. Animal, like a beast. All right. No, you said I again. Uh, no, no. I, no, I said I, I, whatever. I was going to say, while we're talking about this, this is one of their uh, um, great, great uh, show-stopping songs. That guy, Greg, that is a sexy guy. guy. Do you know what WASP stands for? No one knows. I Nobody got, knows. I got three acronyms for you, man. Start Start off with what you know. Give me what you got. We are sexual perverts. That's what I always thought it was. Okay. Right? It's, we are sexual um, perverts. I got a couple more I got another you. one. All right. I heard during an interview, he entered the guy, hey, we aren't sure, pal. <laughs> a great one. I love it, dude. That's correct. You know the last one? Um, no. White Anglo-Saxon Protestants. Well, yeah. Well, they sing it in that song. What's the song they sing that in? Um, is that Hellion? Yeah. Well, they're talking about the motorcycle yeah. riding. He says white yeah. Anglo-Saxons. Yeah. So that might be the leading candidate. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I, I still like uh, We Are Sexual Perverts. Because if you if you look at their song. Aren't we all? Yes. But if you look at their song. I mean, I can even look at you like, hey, yo. <laughs> what's up, Biggie? <laughs> <laughs> you better turn your eyes to the left or to the right, man. Don't be looking at me that way. <laughs> Woo. This is a great song to me. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, you want to bring me to the next album? Yeah. Well, no. We're gonna we're on the '98 album, oh, okay. You're on the so 90s. we're gonna do the cover. There's a cover of the Rolling Stones, "Paint It Black," which I'm not a huge fan of covers, but the first time I heard this, I was kind of like, ugh. But it's actually kind of grown on me a little bit. Yeah, I like it. I think it, I dig it. His, his, like I said, the way he sings makes it sound a certain way, and that's why I really dig it. Like you said, Chris, he's not trying to go octave higher, octave lower. He has a certain tone, sound, and it's always sound the same on his sound. voice. Yeah. He, you know, he they really kept it true to the sound of the original. You know, Rolling Stones, Pan yeah. Black. Um, they just, you know. Saying it is Wasp. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I like it. Yeah. Well, it's not bad at all. So just so you guys know, that was, uh, let's go, that was their self-titled album released August 17th, 1984. Um, peaked at 74 on the U.S. Uh, Billboard 200. Shit, their singles, it, yep, there's, they had three singles. Animal, Fuck Like a Beast. Did not chart in the U.S. Wow, big surprise. You know what? Why do you keep it, saying it wrong, dude? Animal, fuck like a beast. I fuck like a beast. No, there's no I. Really? No. I always thought and that's I. why I keep telling you. Why you keep saying I? Because uh, I thought it was animal. I fuck like a beast. Jeez Louise. Um, here's the thing, though. In Finland, that song went to 18. Did it? It went to 18. In UK, 83. Finland, 18. And in... And, oh, wait. No, I'm sorry. I'm a line ahead. It only went to 83 in the UK. I'm so sorry, okay, guys. Um, I Want to Be Somebody went to 18 in Finland, 30 in New Zealand, 77 in the UK. School Days was our third single, went to 14 in Finland, 81 in the UK. Certified Gold in Canada, Finland, Japan, United States. 
They've probably sold about 900,000 copies worldwide on this album. Hit 74 in the U.S. Billboard charts. Number six in Finland. So they definitely have a following there, dude. For sure. Album two released. I think it was the next year, right? Yeah. November 9th. Just over a year later, November 9th, 1995. The Last Command. This is the lead-off track, Wild Child, and it is one of their best songs. Dude. <laughs> it this is. Song uh, it's so good. It is so good, man. It has a good story. It, it tells a good story. Oh, yeah, that, it does. Uh, yeah, dude, this is definitely uh, one of those songs that you, they always have to play. They always have to listen to, man. It's so oh, yeah. good. Um, see, it doesn't sound like super heavy, like, you know, with the way they look like. But it, it, you know, it has a good song to it. Same vocal sound. I mean, this album was a little bit more polished than yes. the one before. Um, but his vocal still same little rasp in it. But the, the, the octaves aren't really changing. He's really kind of just staying the same. It's just louder and lower. Yeah. Love it. So the start, of, the start of this album, if I you didn't know, Chris, was the, um, Tony Richards, the drummer for the first album, was let go right after the tour ended for the debut album and they picked up Steve Riley to do drumming for the second album. I did not know that. Yeah, it was just a quick turnover. Like one guy got let go and said, you know, we got a new drummer and he kind of went from there. And also Steve Riley was in LA Guns. So he did like yep. two out, one tour, one good tour with Wasp and then quit this and joined LA Guns. Bastard. So, <clears throat> Blackie does talk about on this album they use 14 different instruments. Oh yeah. And you can he said there's a lot of synthesizers used on this album, but it's not used as a front instrument. It's to do a nice good overall feel for songs. And I didn't hear a lot of it until I put headphones on and I started listening to different things and I was like, "Oh, I can hear something." You know, he had a little bit more, uh, well, obviously, Blackie wrote, you know, all these songs, but he had a little co more co-writing on this one. Chris Holmes oh, co-wrote on this one and the next one. Um, Steve Riley, track four, which is Jack Action. Um, Spencer Proffer uh, co-wrote on track nine, Running Wild Streets, and Chris Holmes also co-wrote track ten, Sex Drive. So... But, but he's he's in all of them. Dude. Yeah. He's, he's definitely the, the main guy. It's, it's his band. It really is. You ready to go to the next track? No, man, because I want to finish up. Wow. All right, here we go. I want you. I want you. I want you. I want you. Your love. <laughs> Give me the next track, man, because it's a good one. You really... Oh, will, you, will you look at me like that again? Yes. Let me finish. Holy shit. Dude. Let me finish Let's this go. beer. Next track. Ball Crusher. Sounds like Chris. This is for Chris. You ball crusher. This is about a, a lady. Yeah, definitely for sure, dude. Definitely. I wonder if like, I was listening to this song today and I was like, wow, this is like their version of Man Eater from Hollow Notes, and I started thinking, wait, I think that song came out after this one, so maybe <laughs> Man Eater is Hollow Notes' version of Ball Crusher. That's oh, what I started good. thinking. I was like, that's hey, good, man, dude. let me get the timeline right. Oh, that's good. I like that. You know, uh, with with their acronym of We Are Sexual Permits, so Ball Crusher is right up their alley on this kind of oh, yeah. man. You know, uh, Wild Child saying, you know, never calm down. This one, Ball Crusher, the, a, a woman that just destroys you either way, sexually or financially. Yeah. Right? Yep. You're done. You're done. <laughs> Pro they're probably, he's definitely writing this from experience, dude. Oh, I'm sure. 
Princess of Pain. Let me hear the Holmes. Dude, listen to Holmes. Yeah. Go. Let's go to the next song. This is a th- this next song was is really one of those deep cuts that I absolutely love. I do too. I do too. Fist full of diamonds. And it's very it's kind of funny because it's not general. This is actually contextual to the times, contextual to real life. Fist full of diamonds. Like you can hear the tape going through the beginning. J.P. Morgan Chase. This that that. They're making all this money. At the end of the song, you hear what happens. But it's like. Fistful of diamonds, you know. I want to get mine. You know, I want to. I, I want to be rich. I also. Why am I not the one? Why are you guys like? What's going on? Yeah, in the right. US right now, kind of thing. It's definitely a really song of the time because during the '80s, dude, companies were making a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, it's still happening today. You know, companies are still making money. People are not getting paid what they're worth and, and stealing. Either copyrights or stealing ideas, you know. But this is good. Here, I got something I just want to bring up. Just kind of, I saw a story on the news today, where when it comes to going, when you go out to eat, that thirty percent tip is becoming the new norm. And I said to myself, "What the fuck are you talking yeah, about? Exactly. No, dude, no." No, 30%, dude. And I understand people are under a lot of hardship. There's a lot of inflation going on. Times are hard. Times are hard for me, too, dude. But 30%? Yeah. So you're telling me on a, like, a, like $100, I can give you 30 No. No. I'm one of those people. And believe me, I worked in the food service industry when I was younger. I grew up. And I grew out of it. Um... I know how hard it is to work, but I'm going to tell you this. I will give you a good tip, but I'm tipping you for your service, not what the bill is. Yes, I'm going to kind of go off the bill like, oh, yeah, there's some a lot of people here and there's stuff going on. Yes, I'm going to give you a good tip. But you know what? You got to, like, I'm not saying you got to be on a break and call, but, you know, hey, how's everything going? Check on me a few times, man. I'm going to tell you what, dude. If you have to ask if I need something, I got to ask you again. It's like, I don't know. It's a little mini rant right there, but it's kind of like, dude, I I am not starting at 30% and going down. I'm starting lower, and you can earn a little more. All right. That's really how it's going with me. Let us know how you feel at BigTalkCG.podcast on Instagram and TikTok or BigTalkCG.com. At gmail.com. Let us know what you guys think about tipping. I, I like how you worked into that, man. What's that going cool. on, guys? Do you tip? I know a lot of the countries that are listening to us right now don't tip. Do you guys tip in New Caledonia? What's going on in India, South Whoa. Korea, UK, yeah. Mexico, Japan, Colombia, Argentina, Venezuela? Come on, guys. Let us know. Russia. Ready to go to the next song? Hell yeah. Sorry, I had to go on a little rant right no, there. No, no, that's I heard, I heard that today, and I was just like, 30% get out of town, dude. That's a little too much. Yeah. When all, all they've done is just, here's your food. Well, I also saw the person that presented the story said, you know what? Sometimes it kind of depends on when you go eat. Because when you go eat for dinner, it's kind of like, here's your food. Here's your drink. There you go. But when you go eat for breakfast, it's like, here's your breakfast. Here you oh you need more coffee you need more coffee you need this with that here's your syrup more coffee you know people need more attention during the morning so yeah I need more salsa is, is bring it a, to me is there a tip different like morning breakfast between dinner like I think the servers need the servers are expected to do a little more during the mornings during the breakfast time they give you more tip during dinner just bring me my food what else do you need to bring me. I have no idea. Takes off. All right, that's it. That's it for that rant. So we're missing some jack action over here, I man. Know, dude. Jack which action. is which is kind of sounds. This like song a, when I heard. Are you gonna say the same thing? No, I said? No, 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 LA okay. Guns. This sounds like sex action. Oh, okay. 
Okay. Maybe it's just the word action. Yeah. But I was that. listening today. I was walking the uh, Big Talk mascot Rambo. We were chasing garbage cans today, <laughs> and uh, I was I was listening to this, and man, I was like, sounds like that would be good sex action. <laughs> But then I was like, maybe it's just the word action. It is it. it you know what? I'll give you that. Because doesn't Steve Riley get sound credit for this? I'm looking for action. Yep. So maybe it is. Here, I got this riff. Hold on. Oh, I didn't put that together, Chris. That was good. Wow, I did. There we go. Right. You ready to go? Bring me to the Widowmaker. I like this song. I did too. I like it more. It's fine. I like the sitar in it. Oh. Yeah. I like the sitar too. This is one of the extra 14 instruments they played on this album, you know. The sitar, dude. Sitars, keyboards, drums, bass. You know? Yeah, other stuff. 14 instruments. I don't have them listed here, though. Yeah, that's you. Greg's over there trying to do some research while we're doing the show. No, I'm not. Are you? <laughs> no. Listen to the sitar. I'm listening to the sitar. Which Black Eight played on this album. See, it just sounds heavy. It doesn't sound wild. It's good, dude. It's a killer, dude. It's good stuff. You know what? Blackie didn't know the sound that he wanted for his band. I'll have to tell you that. You hear that, dude? That was yeah. dude, That was awesome. We have headphones on. That it. was only in one ear, dude. <laughs> that was great, dude. And you know, it wasn't in the ear. It was like way over here, <laughs> like a foot from my ear down here in the bottom corner. Did you hear that? Yes, I did. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, headphones are a must. <laughs> wow. You know what? There's a lot of good background singing. Oh, yeah. Uh, for these guys singing in the course. You know? It's probably just a bunch of layering of their own vocals, you know, to play it down. Like sure, down, you know, sure, sure. Just backtracks, backtracks. Widowmaker, you know. I, you know, he's making widows, dude. Is he, is he killing men or is he making women leave their men? What's going on here? Which way do you want to look at it? This way or that way? I don't know. But let's look at this. Let's look at this next song, which is... Yeah! I love this song. I was waiting for this one, dude. I'm all pumped now, dude. Are you pumped? I'm pumped and blind. Are you blind? In Texas. Track six. Song number one on side two. Blind. In Texas. 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 Drinking song. It's all about drinking yourself. Oh, yeah. What do you think? Drinking yourself to fucking blindness. Yeah. Killer killer song. Great hit. Um, killer video. Just fun stuff. I can't say enough about this song myself. This is one of my favorite things that, you know, Wasp came out. I think this was the first single for this album. So it was just fun Yes, it was. Rock and roll stuff, man. You know? Did not chart in the U.S. Ah. Number six in Finland. But it was number one on Headbangers Ball. Hey, man. Headbangers Ball was a spot to see this stuff, dude. For sure. Right? Uh, This is killer, dude. This is killer song. This is just a great song, man. Totally gets me pumped up. You excited, dude? This is, this is a lot of stuff gets you pumped up and excited. Yeah, mostly rock music, man. All right. Yeah. 
got highballs in Houston, three for nine. Loaded on gin. Gin's got me. What do you say? I got the spins from drinking this. What do you say? I don't know, dude. You drunk as shit. Right? You want to move on? Or? No, I want to hear the breakdown. You want to hear the breakdown? You want to hear the spoken word part? Yeah. All right. Let's listen. You want to listen to it more? You want to fast forward? No, let's go. Cowboys have taken my eyes. Hello, West Texas town, El Paso. Another great Chris Holmes solo. Ah. Yeah, this video was on it, dude. These the bands of this time definitely were built. To stimulate the visual side of things, right? All these rock bands, these you know, LA hair metal, LA rock kind of things definitely were built to stimulate the visuals, and they were tailor made for MTV. So all these videos they made were just like right, right in the cut of MTV, dude. Yeah, for sure. To do. Oh yeah, I think I take another one of these. Here we Chris. go, here we go. Yeah, Chris, it's time to go home. Hey man, it's time to go home. Yeah, I don't wanna go home. Run back home that way. I love it in the headphones, a voice is in each headphone. Right? Suffer. All right, man. Give me the next one. I had to hear that. Let's kill it. Here we go. Next song. Cries in the Night. Starts off a little bit slow. Slow. This is just stuff like right mm-hmm. That's killer, dude. It is. That was great tone, dude, on that. That was killer. (laughs) That was killer. Valid for the album. There you go. A little slower than, you know, um, on the last album, the ballad they had, that little mid-tempo one, but a little slower. You know, I I was thinking that... On this song, you know, like he says, it was a little slower, but sometimes slow, it, it doesn't mean, it just means more the deep, getting the, the, oh, yeah. the word across from, oh, for sure. you know, Christ in the night of being either broken or, you know, angry. I love it. I'm living to lose and I'm dying to win. That's killer. Yeah. Title track. Yeah, the last command. Track eight, eight. on the last command album. You know, dude. I can't say enough, dude. I, I really think that this band did not get their due when they were active. I mean, they're still active now, but you know what I mean. Back in the time when they were really in their heyday, early right? 80s, they were not getting their due. This band did not get their due. They, they should have been a lot bigger than they were. I want to agree with you, but like you said, what happened, Chris? What, what did made them not... Do. Now I know on their next album They started to do arenas by themselves But Where did it go from there? You know? They were doing arenas? Yeah Yeah, they were doing arenas Wow You know, I think they had like three acts with them You know, coming on and doing it So you got a full show And you know, these guys played 90 minutes of Good time rock and roll, mm-hmm. you know, or I should say, American heavy metal, rock and roll. There you go. 
you don't, that kind of stuff. You know what? The other thing too is, is on this time, I think even starting on the last album, because Blackie was known for having his saw blades on his yes. uh, forearms. You know, and he said uh, he had some accidents a few times, but I think he at the end he started uh, instead of having them sharp, he had them dulled, so he wasn't actually messing himself up. It looked like. They were sharp, but actually wasn't when you touched it. <laughs> Why would you even put sharp ones on there, dude? That makes no sense. Hey, when you're 20-something, you know, you want to make a shock value? It's got to be the real saw blade. Right? Let's go to the next song. Black and Decker. Running wild in the streets. A little uh, uh, Spencer Proford co-writing on this one. Love it, dude. I love that yeah, they're guitar just, solo at the beginning. It's killer. Yeah, to get you ready. Okay, this, 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 this. Good stuff, dude. So these guys are on tour right now. Yeah. Um. So is it? How, are there any more of the original members? Is it just Blackie? What's going on? It's do you know? It's Blackie, um, and his new group group of guys that are doing uh, Wasp. Now, some of these guys have been with Blackie for the last ten Blackie for the last ten years, but it's not anybody that was on these first two albums. You know what? I'm looking right now, and I see I got uh, Blackie Lawless. Obviously, has been on everything. Then they got uh, Mike Duda on bass and backing vocals. He's been with the band since 95. Yeah, see, that's a good. Um, then I got uh, Doug Blair on lead guitar. He's been there since 2007, 2006. And uh, Aguilis Priester has been there on drums um, since 2017. Yeah. So a bunch of guys. A couple longtime members. I mean,. 95 years. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not 27 years. Not and 2006 you know. is 16 years. Yeah, that's a long time. I think you love but, it. Love it. I go, but is it, where's Chris Holmes? You know? That's, that's to me, if, you know, if Chris Holmes is not there, it's like, ah. But, yeah. you know, we know his fallout. We know his, his whatever he was. You know, whatever they did to each other. Let's go to the next one. Number 10, Sex Drive. Ooh, this is a song, man. You know, Blackie, he's crazy at the time, so he has to throw some sex drugs and oh, rock yeah, and dude. roll on his stuff. It's been man. a couple songs since we've been like, yeah, we've been sexually active. Yeah, dude. Yeah. These guys, dude, Blackie definitely, he's a perf. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to say, dude. He's yeah. got so many songs about you, sex. You can't, you can't it's, shine it on him. No, he's you perfect. can't. He's perfect. There's no way to get around. There's no way to get around. He loves the ladies. <laughs> uh, the sex drive, dude. L- right, right in his wheelhouse. so alive. Yeah, exactly, dude. Your sex drive. My sex, who's sex drive? What are we talking about, dude? There it no, is. No, my Blackie sex drive. Who, are you sure? Yes. What about your sex drive? Don't worry about my sex drive. Makes you, he said, makes you feel alive. Yeah. Does your sex drive make you feel alive, or does mine make you feel alive? There we go. Do it again. You're doing it again. Yeah, he said it. Sex drive. Hey, guys. Um, sex drive. Loving it, dude. Loving it, loving it, loving it. I love this, man. I don't know, dude. This is the last song on this album, dude. Love it, dude. Chris Holmes is going to put a solo out. Anything else you want to say, dude? Because, you know what? I've pretty much said everything I want to say about Wasp, except for this. I'm so happy we did these episodes. I love it when Greg brings these topics. He's a lot older than me. I'm sorry. I misspoke. He's a lot older than me. So a lot of these bands he experienced when he was younger, he's bringing to my attention that I missed out on. But I tell you what, dude, I listened to all this stuff, dude, and I was so grateful he brought these bands, especially Wasp, dude, to my attention, dude. Yeah, right? This shit is 
killer. Yeah. That's all I got to say. No, no, that's totally fine, man. Uh, thank you, Chris, for that, man. Um, yeah. Uh, I remember Wasp as, uh, as a younger teenager, uh, kick-ass band, um, you know, definitely different, weird, um, you know, sexual, and, you know, these guys from Torture Racks and Meat Throwing and talking about everything crazy, man. It's just wild. All right, man. So uh, thank you for joining us on this episode of Wasp. Um, this is Greg from Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. See ya.